Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. continue with our series on keys to walking in the spirit we have been on this subject for several weeks and this is our fifth week on the same theme the foundational scripture that we look at most times are taken from romans chapter 8 verses 8 and 9 so let's look at that verse of scripture once again Romans 8, verse 8 and 9. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. Thank God that we are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. And as the scripture says, we born of the spirit, we live in the spirit. Therefore, we need to learn how to walk in the spirit. So far, we have looked at four foundational principles or keys in aiding us to walk in the spirit. And these are mixing faith with the word was the first one we covered. Adopting a spiritual attitude, the second principle. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the third principle. And last week we have studied praying in the Spirit or praying in an unknown tongue. In each of the keys that we have studied, we have looked at biblical examples of how individuals applied these principles. And we're able to overcome challenges, access the miraculous power of God, and receive guidance and direction from the Spirit. Today, we will look at another key, which in my opinion is the most common way the Lord leads and guides all of his children. The scripture refers to this key as the witness of the Spirit. And it is mentioned in Romans chapter 8, and we're going to read verses 14, 15, and 16. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. I want you to pay attention to the last phrase. The Spirit, with capital S, himself bears witness with our spirit, small s, that we are children of God. The Spirit himself here refers to the Holy Spirit who bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. 
What is this inner witness Romans 8, 16 speaks about? How can we define or explain what the word calls the witness of the Spirit? As far as I can understand it, the witness of the Spirit is an inner knowing, or another word for it, an inner assurance. Another way we can define it is a spiritual perception which cannot be explained or proved naturally because it is not a natural or a mental thing, but a spiritual reality within our hearts. It is a knowing in your spirit brought about by the witness or the assurance of the Holy Spirit. For example, Someone may ask you, how do you know you are a child of God? How do you know you're born again or saved? The only way you can explain it is through an inner assurance that you have and knowing in your spirit, which you cannot explain or prove in any other way. This is what the Bible calls an inner witness. The Spirit gives us the assurance in our hearts or the witness in our spirits that this is right, this is truth, this is the way we should walk in. If the Holy Spirit, therefore, gives us assurance concerning this all-important matter, like our salvation, for instance, that we are indeed the children of God, he will also use this method to guide us into all truth. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 20 and 27, the word refers to this inner witness as an unction or an anointing from the Holy Spirit, which brings supernatural knowledge or assurance concerning all things. Now, if you look at 1 John chapter 2, verse 20, the New King James says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. The King James says, But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. A-L-L, all things. Now, this is supernatural knowledge transferred to our spirits by the Holy Spirit who lives within us that brings with it assurance of things which cannot be explained in the natural. Verse 27 of the same chapter says this, But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Now in the above verse that we've just read, verse 27 of 1 John 2, 27. The word says that this anointing will teach us concerning everything. 
And what he teaches or communicates to us is truth. And there is no lie in what he reveals to us. There are things of which we are assured of in our hearts that we cannot explain any other way. For example, when I got born again and baptized in the Holy Spirit, I had an inner witness or a knowing in my spirit that I would end up at some time, at some stage in full-time ministry as a preacher and a teacher of the Word of God. Now, no human being told me that. No pastor told me that. No prophet prophesied over me that I would end up in the ministry. Still, I had this assurance in my heart that this was the will of God for me. Now, of course, years down the road, after I had this inner witness, it was confirmed by others in the body of Christ, but only after I was convinced and assured by the inner witness years before. Now, this inner witness later, of course, guided me and led me to the exact time of my release into the ministry. How did I know that? The only way I can explain it is by the inner witness of the Spirit. Another vivid example that I could testify to was the timing of our exit from Zimbabwe into South Africa. Now, I loved Zimbabwe. We, we had a wonderful life the years that we've stayed in Zimbabwe. And I never thought that the day would come that we would leave the country. It never entered my mind. I never planned for it. We had a good, comfortable life. From the natural standpoint, we were doing very well, financially as well as spiritually. This inner witness first came into my spirit in the middle of 1987 while I was visiting in the United States preaching the gospel to the Greek community. I just knew that I knew in my heart that soon we would have to leave Zimbabwe. And when I first received this inner witness, I cried like a little child. In the flesh or in the natural, I didn't want to leave. I really didn't want to go anywhere. Having though this inner witness, I was forewarned and as a result, I began to make adequate preparation. Having followed this inner witness, we were rescued from a major financial disaster. And if I had not been sensitive to this inner witness, and delayed our exodus from Zimbabwe with just a few months, we would have lost half of our savings. Why? Because the Zimbabwe dollar was devalued by 50% a couple of months after we had moved. How did I know when to move? Who led me and guided me to the city of Cape Town? Because there are no scriptures that will tell you thou shalt go to Cape Town. Amen? By the witness of the Spirit, I knew it. I knew it that I, I, knew, I knew that I knew that I knew that this is the city the Lord wanted us to begin and to plant a spiritual family. Scripture says that we have an unction or an anointing from the Holy One, and we know. We know. How do we know? By that inner 
witness of the Spirit. This is not just for preachers or for pastors. This inner witness is given to every child of God, and we need to pay close attention and be sensitive to this incredible blessing the Lord has made available to us. There are things in our lives that the Word of God is not clear about. For example, things like where to live, which church to become part of, or which spiritual family to join, where to seek for employment, where and how to invest. Scripture doesn't tell you that. The Word of God is silent about these things. There are areas, these areas, these are the very areas that we need to follow the witness of the Spirit because this is the primary way that the Lord leads all of His children. We see an example of this in the book of Acts where Paul received an inner perception. That's what he called it. Concerning the journey they were about to embark on. And in Acts chapter 27, verses 9 and 10, we read the following. Now when much time had been spent, and sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, Notice the words that he uses. Men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss not only of the cargo and ship, but also of our lives. He didn't say God told me. He didn't say an angel appeared to me and showed me. He said, I perceive. This was an inner witness or an inner assurance that came into his spirit, and he was trying to warn the captain of the ship not to sail, but to wait. Well, he could not explain it any other way except by an inner perception of the danger that awaited them. Unfortunately, the captain didn't listen to Paul's advice, and they sailed. Well, you know the story. They lost the cargo, they lost the ship, and almost lost their own lives. In fact, if Paul did not intercede on the behalf, on the behalf, they would have died in the storm. You wonder sometimes, and this is what this is something that plagued me as well for many years until the Lord revealed this to me. Listen carefully. You wonder sometimes why such terrible things happen to good Christian folk. Have you ever wondered that? You look at things from the outside, from the natural standpoint, and you wonder why these were good people, always in church faithful to the Lord, committed. Why? Why did this happen? Why did this catastrophe uh, overtaken them? Why did this accident happen? One of the primary reasons, listen carefully now, is not being sensitive and not following the inner witness not given enough attention to those red signals deep down within our hearts. I'll give you a, an example. I recall an incident with my wife. 
when she had this inner witness, or as we call it sometimes, intuition, not to take a certain route driving back home from the office at the church building. She later testified to me. She said, I had this intuition, this inner witness, not to take that route. But what she did is she reasoned in her mind that this route was shorter and ignored the inner witness telling her not to go that way. The end result was that as she stopped at a red light, she was mugged. Her car window was smashed with a brick. Her handbag was stolen, her identity card, and some other valuable things. And you may say, why did God allow this to happen? Well, God had nothing to do with it. In fact, he tried to warn her not to go that way. But she ignored that intuition because that intuition is not a loud voice, is not a loud cry. And if you're not careful, you will miss it. If you start reasoning with your head, you will miss it. She didn't listen to it. A wise person will always listen to his heart or his spirit and be sensitive enough to pick up these signals that are given from the spirit. You see, our spirits are unlimited in knowledge. The word of God says they know all things. In your spirit, you know all things. They know things that our heads do not know. The reason being is because the Holy Spirit dwells within our spirits and not in our mind. That close association with the Holy Spirit brings a knowing, an inner witness, an inner assurance, a perception of things that you cannot explain in any other way. As we read in 1 John 2.20, you have an unction or an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Now you may say, well, I don't know all things. Yeah, in your mind, you don't know all things. But in your spirit, you are all knowledgeable. Why? Because God's spirit lives and dwells within your spirit. Are you, are you receiving this? Very important. You know all things in your heart. You know all things in your spirit. The knowledge that dwells within your spirit is unlimited. The knowledge in your mind is very limited. That is why praying in the Spirit is so powerful because you're praying according to the will of God and according to the knowledge you have in your spirit communicated by the Holy Spirit. Now, walking in the Spirit is walking in that or by that inner witness. Listening to and being attentive to that inner knowing and promptly obeying it without trying to reason it. And my advice, if you want to walk in the Spirit, follow the light in your spirit or the light in your heart and walk circumspectly so that you don't put it out by violating your conscience. Very important. Don't ever cross your conscience. And your conscience is another word for your spirit. 
I know psychiatrists today, they have dug deep down, deep down, and they, they cannot, they don't know what it is, so they call the spirit subconscious mind. There is no such a thing as a subconscious mind. If there was, the Bible would have said so. What they've discovered is the spirit of man deep down within that dwells there. And they called it subconscious mind. But it's not a subconscious mind. It is your spirit. It is your conscience. I say this because if we keep violating our conscience by not being attentive to this inner witness, there will come a time where we silence it altogether with our disobedience and rebellion. In fact, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, Scripture speaks of a seared conscience. You read that in the Bible? It's there. You can look it up. 1 Timothy 4, 2. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Paul talks about the importance of always having and always keeping a clear conscience. What we often refer to as our conscience is our spirit. Are you with me? In Acts 24 verse 16, Paul says, This being so, I myself always strive to have a conscience without offense toward God and men. Acts 24 16. Romans chapter 9 verse 1. Paul refers to this in Romans 9.1. I tell you the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit. Notice the words he uses in describing this witness of the Spirit. He says, my conscience bears witness in the Holy Spirit. Capital S. In his epistle, though, to the Romans... He uses the word spirit instead of conscience, saying the spirit himself, Holy Spirit, bears witness with our spirit. So in one place he uses conscience, in another place he uses spirit. So maintaining, therefore, a good conscience is vitally important in being able to walk in the spirit and follow this inner witness. You know, some other folks call it intuition. You ever heard that word before? Intuition. While others refer to it as a gut feeling. I had this gut feeling. You just knew down deep in your gut, in your, in your spirit. Um, some even name it as a sixth sense. You know, for me, I like to call it what the Bible calls it. The witness of the Spirit. The witness of the Spirit. What is important is that we approach this phenomena with reverence and godly fear and begin to cultivate it in such a way until we become proficient in following it and recognizing it. Because it's not easy to recognize it in the midst of all the noise that we have surrounding us every single day, the hustle and the bustle of life and noise and voices, it's very difficult to discern it amidst all of these noise that surround us all the time. 
But if we learn to practice listening to our spirits, and how do we do that? By stop. Stop what you're doing and sit quietly wherever you are in God's presence. Let your mind shut down and listen to your heart because your heart will always speak to you. Your spirit will always speak to you. The Bible says in Psalm 46 verse 9, be still and know. Be still and know. You have to be still before you know. In the stillness, I believe, and in the silence of the mind and the body, the witness of the Spirit is recognized more readily. That's how we learn to hear or to discern or to pick up the signals that the Spirit communicates to our spirits. Because remember, He lives within our spirits. Sometimes you get this, this red signal within your heart not to proceed that way or not to make that investment, not to take that road, not to make that decision. You've got to be, you've got to be sensitive and immediately don't question it. Follow that witness. Other times you get this green um, green light in your heart. I can't explain it because sometimes to explain spiritual things with natural words is very difficult. But you get this gooey feeling or this green light in your heart. That's a, that's a yes sign. Proceed. And so you walk into a place sometimes like when we walked into this house many years ago. We, we knew what we were looking for. We knew how many rooms we wanted. The moment we walked into the house, it was half finished at that time. It wasn't fully built. In our hearts, we knew this is it. This is it. How did we know? By that inner witness. Are you with me? So as you learn to practice always listening to your heart, that's why quiet times are very important. For me, the morning watch or the quiet time in the mornings are the most fruitful, the most precious, the most blessed time. Because I give the Lord quality and quantity time. And I sit, sometimes I just don't pray. I just listen. What do you listen to? To my spirit? That's why I have a journal with me. And I write. What do you write? What my spirit tells me. I have stacks of journals going back to 1980. I mean, I don't even have enough room to put them. Of things that have been revealed to me as I sat quiet before the Lord. And, and I write. And I write my thoughts, but my thoughts, these thoughts are not from the mind. They're from my spirit. And I know, I know that God is communicating with me precious knowledge. So I write it down. I don't want to forget it. And I refer to it many times as I go back and I read what the spirit communicated to me by that inner witness. And so if you give the Lord that time and you practice Practice makes perfect. Listen to your heart. Be quiet. Be still. 
Don't always want to pray about a thousand and one things. Just sit quietly and say, here I am, Lord. I just want to fellowship with you. Enjoy your presence. You may want to lift up your hands and just worship him and thank him. Find things to thank God for. I mean, that's how we enter into his presence. And just thank him and then be quiet. Be quiet. Sit still. And if your mind starts wandering, you know, and all of that, start praying in the spirit. But there will come a time when your spirit will start communicating to you. So have a journal next to you and just write. You will be amazed the the comfort, the encouragement that will derive from this time you decide or you dedicate to the Lord, you and him alone. No one and nothing can replace or substitute this personal encounter with the Lord. And many believers today have grown spiritually weak, have have fallen even into temptation because they don't take time to wait on God. They don't, they're trying to fit God amongst other things rather than putting God first and allowing him to have that prime time we try to afterwards fit him in amongst all of our activities. It doesn't work. You will grow weak spiritually. And what you receive from me once a week or twice a week or whatever, that helps, but it is not enough. That's the honest truth. So for me, I believe this is the most common way that God enables us to walk in the spirit by following this inner witness. And I trust you've received something today that's valuable, that's precious to you, and you will guard it. You will study it yourself. You will look at the scriptures, the notes, and you will go over it and meditate on this very important subject. Amen? So let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this inner witness. For the Spirit bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of the living God. And if your spirit gives us that assurance that we are the children of God, then by that same witness, he will lead and guide us into all truth. Thank you that your word says we have an unction from the Holy One and we know all things. And I pray, Father, that we will learn how to receive this knowledge from the Spirit into our minds so that we can apply it in our everyday lives. Teach us to follow and to listen to our hearts. Teach us to follow and to listen to our spirits deep down within us, for there is no lie in it but truth and blessing. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.